This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutiaman Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. Listen now, Unga friends. RadioUnga.com We have interview with first female cavewoman. Bangushka! All that and more. Hear it here first. Unga friends. RadioBunga.com UngaBungaShows.com Good Bunga not dead. Just move better place. RadioBunga.com Bangushka! The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Okay, joining us on the phone right now, uh, he's the Vice President of CBS Photography Operations, but you may know him for something else, and that is uh, maybe one of the most iconic photographs ever the taken. The 20th century, definitely. Um, especially in the 20th century. People my age and Dave's age were in our late 50s. Um, Mid-50s, thank okay. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's, the, it's the photograph... At Kent State, the the massacre of uh, the four students um, by the National Guard, John was there. He was a youngster. He took that photograph that we have all seen a million times. Um, could you tell us, just paint the picture of what it was like on that day at that time? Well, at that time, it was, it was uh, the whole day was very surreal. Students were coming in, you know, uh, doing their photo work and saying, oh, you're going to go to the rally at noon. And I said, well, yes, I'm going to go. And it was about, I said, okay, I'm going to see if I can document student protest in America because I've, uh-huh. I've missed everything else. There was a larger group that went to the right of the building as you stood on the commons and looked at it. And there was a smaller group. Uh, they went up on the left, and the person leading the small group had this huge nightstick, and he looked like he was just looking for someone to whack. So I said, I'm going to follow that squad up that left side of the hill. Of course, nothing happened. Nothing really happened. And uh, keep in mind, my my assignment, I have an hour, is to get student protests in America. And and, uh, so far, no one's even close to each other. Uh, But once again, as a photographer, uh, even as a student photographer, no one really trusted you because they thought you were either working for... (laughs) Some spy agency <laughs> or the uh, or the CIA, and of course, anyone in law enforcement didn't like you because you know you're there for the brutality photo. Uh, did you have long hair, John? Were you were you a hippie? Not really. No, okay. I sort of had a hippie attitude, but I didn't dress like it. I mean, uh, and so when I got to the other side of Taylor Hall, uh, the crest of that hill, I noticed that the large intention a group uh, guardsmen about 80 85 something like that <clears throat> they put down a, a squad rifle line pointing at the students that were in the parking lot and then there was this lone student with a black flag something spray painted on it couldn't read it basically a broomstick with a black flag on it mm-hmm. and and uh, and the student goes down onto this practice 
the rugby field, practice football field, and in sort of at distance, uh, waving this flag in front of this kneeling squad of guardsmen are in helmets and gas masks, and uh, they're pointing their rifles at them. And I'm going, oh my God, this is this is the best picture I've yeah, ever right. taken. <laughs> this yeah. is hold it right there. Fantastic. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm looking around, saying, did anybody get this picture? And I'm walking up the sidewalk, saying, well, that that was an interesting thing. I think it's all over. Only to find the guardsmen returning in a hurry, students fleeing, and I'm standing on the sidewalk, and it's in this uphill climb with steps and everything, and I'm dodging students, and the guard begins firing, and they're on the crest of the hill, and I'm about two thirds of the way up the hill, and you hear, you know, you, you sort of hear the whiz of the bullet go by your ear, Jeez. and then you see, then you hear the, you know, the sort of the guns going off. Um, and I remember, I said, oh, I got to get a, I thought it was a scare tactic, uh, you know, other than once I heard that bullet, I knew it wasn't uh, go by. And before that happened, there was a, looked like a guardsman pointing a rifle in my direction and he let loose. And in my field of view, immediately in front of me, was this huge metal sculpture. There's this huge clang and there's this cloud of rust around it. And that bullet penetrated that sculpture and hit the tree to my right. Oh my God. Took off a little chunk of bark. And I said, oh my God, someone was using live ammunition. And I shocked, I sort of dropped the camera around, you know, it was wearing around my neck. But uh, by the time I recomposed myself, it was, it was sort of over. And I was angry that I didn't get a picture of the guardsmen shooting. And, um, but I noticed around the metal sculpture, there was somebody wounded. I mean, they were playing on the ground. People, you know, just starting to look at them and starting to minister to them. And as I turned slowly around behind me, because I couldn't understand how I didn't get hit. I mean, that was, that was my initial reaction. Is, am I hitting them in a state of shock and I don't know it? Because there were people, the bullets on my right, and immediately to my left, if you look down the hill, was, was um, this body on the asphalt and a huge, huge stream of blood coming out of the neck area. Oh and uh, and not being a doctor or a medical technician, I said, well, my God, that person's dead. Just just on the volume of blood in that few seconds, um, I, I, I sort of elected to go that way, not, not to where the wounded was, uh, person was, because already there was, the guard had sort of reformed um, and left. Um, yeah, I stayed by the body of, of Jeffrey Miller, and uh, I wanted to. F I think I sort of wanted to flee immediately after the shooting, and then stop myself halfway down the hill, saying, "Well, it's all over. When you when you're running from now, you know." And then stayed with the body of Jeffrey Miller, and I do remember students screaming uh, in my ear about what kind of pig I am shooting in this picture oh, of this yeah. body, yeah. blood. And you just say, even you just had to ignore it, you know. Uh, and I took that picture of the student with the black flag, which found out later was Alan Canfora, who was later shot through the wrist trying to hide behind a tree. Um, on that same roll was the Mary Vecchio picture with mm. the body of Jeffrey Miller. Right. And, and I knew I was running out of film. And, you know, I had this tremendous debate, shoot this picture, don't you, when she got, when she knelt down near the body, you could see this emotion building in her. And I had no idea she was a 14-year-old runaway. She, she was... Uh, yeah, she wasn't even a student. Tall. Yeah, she wasn't a student there. She was just there for the protest, right? And, and uh, she was, a, you know, a kid on the run. Yeah. And, um, 
found out like her found her two weeks later, you know, in Indianapolis, I think. But um, wow. Um, was, oh, the point is, I could see this emotion building in her, and I was having this debate: shoot this picture, don't shoot the picture. And, I was, and then she just says, lets out with a scream, and you shoot the picture. I think I shot one more frame, and then I got another half frame, and that was it. Gosh. And immediately change roles, had the presence of mind to scratch that role with a, a set of car keys, you know, and, and put that in my pocket, and and and. Um, continued through the day until the university closed. Um, much later in the afternoon, nothing really opened up after after the shooting. But the initial radio report, and we're talking a lot of AM radio back then, I don't think there's a whole lot of, uh, but people were listening to transistor radios and they were saying, oh, the initial radio reports out of 10 were two guards and two students killed in shootout. Oh. And everyone says, oh, you know, the students, the paranoia at the time, the Nixon paranoia at yeah, the time. Yeah, sure. This is, all right, here we go, cover up. Uh-oh, uh-oh, this is, this is really, this is bad. This is, and anybody was there? No, it was, there's, there was no... There was no firing yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, there was no, this wasn't the okay corral. Right. This, this, um, uh, this was, and what had happened was a group of students, I want to say about 200, went down and sat on the commons and sent an emissary to the head of the guardsman and said, why did you shoot? And the response that the person brought back, and it was a grad student, said, the guardsman said, the, the, the general said, if you guys don't disperse, they're gonna shoot again. Oh my God, and, and now unbelievable. You now you had time to think about this, and no one moved. And you went, oh my God, I'm, <laughs> I'm about, about 10 people back, you know, like yeah. how far will a bullet go through? How many bullets? <laughs> Rick and I would have been getting sandwiches for everybody. Right, exactly. We'll be right back, guys. Yeah, we'll be, we'll... yeah. yeah anybody like coffee? You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, All right, you get a Reuben, you get, I'll be back in a little. So here I am with this film, but I called I called the, the, the Toronto Valley Daily News, and, I, and, and the, my boss answered the phone, and he said, I said, he knew who it was immediately. He said, hey, did you get anything? <laughs> did I and get I said, anything? <laughs> and here's, here's, no, no. I, it's the first time anybody asked me if I shot any pictures. Okay. I could, you know, the boss said to come in, said, well, you know what? I would like to hold this for the next day's paper. I mean, it's an afternoon paper. 30,000, 35,000. I said, uh, no one's going to believe what happened. I, I I just felt time was not on my side. Yeah. <laughs> it held everything till the next day that who knows gonna, who's going to come in and grab this one. Right, right. Men in black. And I, and I said, no, I, I said, you can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, and, uh, and I, they brought in the publisher. And, and uh, I, you know, and I, I just, I, I just sort of stood my ground and I said, look, uh, this has to go out. We have to call. We had an AP transmitter. They just got the AP transmitter. And boy, this New York was getting really upset with, mm-hmm. with this kid calling him from, guy, where are you? You know, what, what are you? I said, well, I have some, I have some good pictures. Guy, and this guy just sort of read me the riot act for 30 seconds. Like, Don't you bother me. Hey, listen, kid. There's a big story going on. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then finally, I, I, and I said, this guy says, who are you? And I said, who are you with me? And where are you? I said, I'm 110 miles away. I'm about two hours away from Kent. I was a student. I'm a student at Kent. You know what I mean? And, uh, all right, all right. I'll, yeah, I might be able to get to you about 7 o'clock tonight or something. <laughs> and you go, okay. And so what had happened is the Akron Beacon Journal, the old, this is like World War, this 1930s World War II technology transmitting wire photos. It's off a reflective optical bench and all of a sudden you hear this voice from New York say 
Oh my God, kid, that's a good picture. <laughs> hey, you're going to make it in this bitch, kid. Uh, <laughs> and he said, Do you have any more? And I said, Yeah, I got a few more. Yeah. You know, I think the next one was the student with the black flag. And I, you know, went out of my way to say, That's not where the shooting happened, even though the guards didn't look like they were ready to shoot. Yeah. And, you know, and we had a few more from, from, from the rest of the day. But we got the pictures out that evening. Wow. And, but it was, it was a fight the whole way. I mean, it was just, I, and I think uh, they wanted me to write a first-person story, and I did that. And I, and I think it was, I think it was, I remember getting home and collapsing, only to be awakened by my mother. And I can't tell you how many, I don't know if it was a day or a day and a half later. And my mother says, oh, there's some FBI people in the kitchen. I just gave them some cake and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> They're very nice. <laughs> Hold that thought. We have to take a break. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview will be right back. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, a rare AMC Marlin sells for more than the cost of bait, plus more cars you may have forgotten about. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Anusha Men with Rick and Dave. We welcome 2021 with an Obama-era vaccine of worthless information. Flashback to my very first time ever with Dave podcasting together as we socially distanced years before it became a trend. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. We're back. It's been a pleasure, and we really appreciate your time. Well, and, thanks uh, for having me. Thanks a lot, John. Take it easy. Bye bye. You know they say that we live in the most uh, uh, divided nation ever yeah, right now. Yeah. I think it might have been a little more divided <laughs> right. then. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. You forget how horrible it was in the '60s. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but thank you, John. For it was. Uh, can you imagine at 19 years old? I mean, you when you were in college in 19, you would have never taken that picture because you wouldn't have been awake. No, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. It happened at like noon. Yeah, I, right. I wasn't what, getting up for another three hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows. Dot com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. 
RadioMisfits.com. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, we're going to play a little game called What Show Is It? And you only get three words to describe the show, and one of the three words ain't the title of the show. And our motto for the next year is Why Should You Be Happy? A lot of entertainment <laughs> if you listen to the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. To search for Radio Misfits. Longest promo ever. Is it over? It is now. That's nice. <laughs>